0: So we are on the air. This is Ivan, Um, I'm still isolating, sheltering in place, quarantining, locked down during this COVID-19 pandemic, um, which is uh, pretty crazy. It's uh, surreal everything what's going on around the world right now. There are days when I wake up and I just think, uh, is this really happening? Like, It's uh, pretty unbelievable. But uh, good news is I've been discovering new tracks, lots of musicians and bands from around the world on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's been a lot of fun and um, today is no exception. I'm so excited about today's show. The um, subject on the podcast today is the London-based International Acid Rockers Swedish Death Candy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Swedish Death Candy on the show today. And um, I'm on the phone uh, with Marco, the drummer of the band, and I hope that this is going to be a psychoactive episode. (laughs) Hey, Marco, welcome to the podcast. Um it's always good to have some good rock music on the show. Hey Marco. Hola, Hola. hey Marco.
1: Hold on a second. All right. Hello, hey
0: How's how's it doing man? I'm good. How are you? How's it going?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad.
0: Yeah. Are you also isolating over there?
1: Oh yes, you bet I am. <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all isolating over here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been almost God, ten days? Let me get my Oh no, I can hear better got ear plugs. Uh, no earplugs. Oh, Oh yeah, how is it going over there?
0: Yeah, we are. We are all good. Also, um, al- uh isolating, quarantining, lockdown during this COVID nineteen pan- pandemic. It's it's pretty yeah. crazy what is going on right now around the world, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, no one, no one can say has ever experienced anything like that before.
0: Absolutely solid. Let-
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so let's try to create some uh, kind of distraction for the listeners out there. Uh, this, po- this podcast is intended to give some, some hope and some joy out there so people can, can listen to some music and, and some nice stories. So uh, yeah, welcome, Marco, to the podcast. Thank you for, thank you for being on the show.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's always good to have some good rock music on the show. I was listening to your albums yesterday and uh, it's really cool. So we were going to talk about your your music uh, on the podcast. But um first of all, well, kind of an international name for for an international band, I I think, right? Where are you all guys from?
1: Um we're all based in London. Yeah. Um we all we all come from very very different background i, mean, I was uh, i was born and raised in italy um the bass player i was born and raised in korea and uh frank also comes from uh, from an italian background uh, and louis the louis is uh, he's from from london where we we all ended up meeting and uh, and forming the band
0: yeah! Wow, that that's pretty cool. Totally international background: Korea, uh, Italy, and you are all based in London. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think does this cultural background of your bandmates have an influence in your sound?
1: Um, I don't know. To be honest, like we all, we, we ended up playing together because we all kind of. Uh, had similar interest in terms of the music that we listen to. Yeah. Um Both like uh, on on the rock side, but we're also like, we, we like a lot of other stuff and we we clicked on that thing as well. But um, we do listen to a lot of different genres going from hip hop to techno to uh, electronic music um, to jazz um, and we are all interested in that as well. So I, I do believe that there is some form of uh, uh, difference in the melting pot of, uh, of, the, of our personal background. Um, but in terms of music, it's all very cohesive. It's all very, um, um, it all makes sense.
0: Cool. Did you uh, did you grow up listening to rock music or what kind of music did you hear when you when you were a child?
1: Um, me personally, uh, I think I think I was really influenced by by British rock, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, so we're talking like yes and Genesis and Deep Purple, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Obviously, Black Sabbath, yeah. um, all yeah. of those bands were kind of like a normal no normal listening into my household growing up. Yeah. So, I believe, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, you were born in Italy, raised in Italy too, or when, when did you move to uh, London?
1: Um, I moved in 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah, so, it's been eight years now. Uh, and I moved up here to, you know, as I was saying, it's like I've always had an interest for British music. Yeah. Um, So I came here to see what the game was. <laughs>
0: yeah, cool. Kind of making your, your dream come true. Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and see, uh, the, you know, live and breathe uh, the the music and the, the background and the surroundings that uh really made that music and listening to um listening to even Jimi Hendrix and Cream and walking around London uh it it all makes even more sense um than when you do it in your own house just because like you can you can really uh, understand where those guys take their Inspiration from and what really uh, drove them to write the music they they did
0: write. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, England and uh, the UK has they, they have such a long tradition of rockers out there. So I can't imagine how cool it is to be in London and 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 play music. I've never I, I was. I think I I was like one day in London so I couldn't really <laughs> see a lot of London but it's uh yeah. I, I'm definitely also influenced by a lot of lots of, uh, lots of uh, English bands so do you remember like um I think there is always, like, a moment in life, maybe in our childhood or when, when we are teenagers, like like a band or a song specifically, wh- where you thought, man, all I want to do is music, kind of, uh, all I want to do is to be a rock star. Do you have, like, this sort of moment or a person, someone or somehow who introduced you to music?
1: I think... I, I don't know. Um... I, I never. I always wanted to do to do music and be involved in music because, as uh, like I said, uh, I've uh, I've I've grown up with uh, with a very musical background in a very musical household, and uh, and I've always been uh, into music. I think the the only time when I wanted to be a rock star was uh, when uh, when I saw. Uh, uh, VHS from a Michael Jackson concert and yeah. I was overwhelmed by the by the show. Uh, it's like, oh I want I want to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I really wanted to do is not much the um you know, the rock star horror, but is uh is the is is the being on stage. Um and I think that Really, the first moment was uh, uh, when I listened to Made in Japan by Deep Purple for the first time. Mm-hmm. How old were you? back to that.
0: Yeah, cool. Um,
1: how old was I? Must have been, God, probably four, five. Wow. We had that on uh, on cassette, yeah. uh, and I used to I used to play it over and over. Yeah. Um, that cool. one in Beatles White Album, and those were the two. Things that I probably
0: listened the most when I was a kid. Yeah, awesome. So at a, a really early stage in your life, so that's cool. How long have you how, how long have you been playing together now with Swedish Death Candy? And how did you come up with that name? Actually, I like it.
1: <laughs> um, that is uh, a common a common question we get we get asked because yeah, yeah. uh, I suppose he's a, he's a he's a very Unique and specific name. Yeah. Um, we we formed, well, we officially formed in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to be a three piece, and uh, and then when Frank came came into the equation, that's when I think we we really started taking the band seriously. Yeah. Um, and started, yeah, I started working on the main body of work that then became our first, uh, our first EP, and then uh, and then our first album, L- Licorice. Um, mm-hmm. And the name, um, this is something uh, probably Louis has got the more. Uh, mm-hmm. Better answer, and uh, and I believe there are there are loads of uh, loads of material online. Um, but um, what I can, what I can say says that uh, we uh, after after proposal is that which at the beginning was a joke. We kind of uh, figured out that it really um, it really represented the band because uh, really what it is is uh, it. it it takes, it takes the name from a a, a sweet from a candy yeah. that is from Sweden wow, and good. is this uh, very very nice licorice but uh, covered in uh, rock salt <laughs> okay so yeah at the beginning is very very busy and very unsettling and uh and once you get you get through the the salt you get the reward of uh, the sweetness of the of the licorice um, so I think that kind of uh, also represented a little bit uh, the music that we were, we were composing, and, uh, and people liked it, so we just stuck with it for, for, for the time being until now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty catchy name, and uh, I also like. Uh, I'm like a very visual too. So when I was kind of discovering lots mm-hmm. of new bands, I saw your name and the the album cover, and I thought I I I gotta hear this band, and it was really cool. So let's let yeah let let's talk about your new album. Are you nervous? Uh, what would you yeah. say? What would yeah. you say is the main difference comparing to your first album, which is also uh, called Swedish Death Candy? Um, by the way, Broken Ingrams is my favorite song of that first album. that track really rocks oh, cool. yeah it's really cool. it really rocks and uh, so what would you say is the difference? What happened between those two albums?
1: Um, well we we, we we got older yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, we, we got older and uh, musical speak bit more aware of, uh, of what we were doing yeah. Um the first album was uh was pretty much get in the studio play all together uh, mm-hmm. like we do in the rehearsal room and uh and then add the vocals on top and maybe re record some guitar or you know but uh, a very a very old school approach um just literally like a live band. Uh, and tried to catch that vibe uh on the record the new album um we we thought about it way more than we did with the first one, as in um really we really sat down and uh and worked on our individual parts uh, the sounds and uh, all those things mm-hmm. um we we really work hard to uh, get uh, get a, a a better product, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can hear that. And I can also hear hints of of, of some night teens, bands, for example. I, I don't know why, but it, I, it remember me a little bit of uh, bands like the Smashing Punkings, Queens of the Stone Age, oh, of yeah. course, is there a little bit, so it's a really beautiful landscape of sounds, to what I really enjoy it. And, and of course, the psychedelic trip, too. There, There's also some some nice trips that, in your yeah. songs, right? I mean... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we, we are the um we are the sum of the ingredients that you put that you put in the recipe really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um and we try to be we try to be original. We try also always to incorporate elements from from other uh from other sides that uh of our own um of our own experiences. But uh we it's undeniable that we we grew up in like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So uh, the influence of bands, as you said, Pumpkins, yeah. uh, Stone Age, uh, Caius, and uh, um, all those bands um, is undeniable. If not from a musical side of view, also from a recording, from like a production point of view, um, we do and try to keep our eyes and minds open for everything that can make our music more interesting to the, to the audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, the Smash and Pumpkin is one of my favorites. They, they, they're so good. Um, the music scene in London. Uh, I mean, England, the UK, they have such a long tradition and we talk about it a little bit. Uh, why do you think the UK... Puts out there so much insanely good music, you know. You name it: rock, punk, indie. Uh, we talk about some uh, uh, bands like Black Sabbath and uh, Led Zeppelin. What about the the, the 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 scene the scene right now in London? What what is going on right now over there? Can you maybe name us a few bands that you are enjoying right now? Have you been touring with other bands that really rock? What is uh, happening right now in the music scene? There?
1: Uh, I mean, like. Uh Music scene, I think globally is is just constantly thriving. Yeah. Um, I can, I can make examples from from UK uh, to uh, Italy, and we've uh, we've been we've been touring and sharing the stage with bands all over from uh, Hungary and Latvia, and uh, obviously because of June we are, we are getting exposed to a lot of uh, also korean music um yeah. and there is there is a lot of there is a lot of music out there yeah. um i think i think london is uh, is one of those places that uh, everyone that really wants to try and do music and try to break into the music industry uh, kinds of converge through, mm-hmm. so you have people from everywhere coming to London and try to uh, either make a living, but really just riding, riding the wave uh, of uh, of this uh, this massive creating creative surge. that is, uh, that is London. Um, there are loads of bands. Uh, I mean, like London now is uh, is getting. Really, a centre spot in the global community yeah. for the the new jazz scene, uh, mm-hmm. with people like Yusuf Kamal and uh, the um, There's loads of bands, the uh, Afrobeat Collective. Um, mm-hmm. There are an incredible amount of bands that do that, and obviously electronic music has always been. Yeah. Uh, a big thing in London. Uh, I mean, like uh, all the way back from from the nineties, the rave scene and bands like P- the Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you always have some electronic underlining going into the underground and eventually breaking into the mainstream. Um, in some cases, so um, London is really big melting pot and keeps everyone everyone busy try to uh try to discover new stuff and probably get influenced by it as well
0: Yeah, absolutely. A melting pot, I like that word. Um you single always always is there a story behind that song?
1: Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure there is. Um Louis, Louis writes all the old lyrics mm-hmm. so um, I'm pretty sure he has replied to this question before mm-hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't know. I can tell you about the drum parts but I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure there is there is some some stuff Cause like our lyrics are never really thrown out there there is always uh, some um uh, some thought about uh, what we want to what we want to say how we want to say it and okay. all those things
0: yeah awesome so it's time for music now on the podcast uh, short break um stick around we will be back in a minute uh, let's hear to your single always um yeah Okay, so we are back with Marco from uh, the London-based band uh, Swedish Death Candy. Uh, Marco, you've been touring quite extensively across UK and Europe. Um, which country do you think the people go crazy and wild with your music? Which in which country does people go like really crazy when you when you play live?
1: Uh...
2: Have like all
1: a, of them? <laughs> all of them? Really? Um, yeah, no. Um, I think like there's a, there's a very different response from every country. Yeah. Um, we have toured pretty much most of uh, most of Europe, and that has been an amazing experience. And it's always different. Uh, I mean, we love we love playing in France. We love playing in Germany. Yeah. Netherlands is always a, a, a big place for us. Cool. Uh, but even in places where we've never been before, and maybe... Because, like, we did we did tour the extensively in France and Germany and Netherlands mm-hmm. um, before. Um, but in the... With the Olden Witches tour that we did last year, around this time of the year, actually, mm-hmm. um, we got... Uh, we got the possibility to uh, play uh, in uh, new places like Spain and Italy uh, oh, and Czech Republic, and even there, the the response was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, so every place is different, and I'd say every place is uh as guys doing, uh, his doing cool things. Yeah. While we go, we go there, and we would like to go there and play play for that kind of audience again
0: that's cool have you ever been to America
1: we've never been to the States actually no um, we would love to and uh, it he's been something that we've uh, we've chased for a few years now yeah. uh, but uh, he's um, it takes a little bit of uh, of preparation and uh you know, there are, there are a few hoops you have to jump through uh, in order to get to play yeah. in the States, but it's something that we'd definitely love to do. Yeah, but- and uh, hopefully with a bit of luck, probably in the next few years, maybe next year, maybe in two years, uh, we will, we'll be coming in, uh, in the States and hopefully like Southern America as well. Yeah, that
0: will be cool. I oh, man, I, I yeah. would go to your concert. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> now we would uh, absolutely love that. Uh, we've seen seen actually a few friends um, from bands from the states, which have toured the yeah. uh, the certain certain nation of of America, and um, they loved it. Yeah. So. Cool.
0: But, uh, but I think you, you did a session on Seattle's radio KEXP, uh, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that is correct,
0: yeah. yeah. Was it a nice um, nice experience? Where, where did you record that?
1: Um, that was one of the m- most bizarre, nice experience I've ever had, probably. Because yeah. um, we recorded that um, just before the, the gig in Transmusical, which is a Big festival in Rennes, yeah. and um, and they they invited us into this massive warehouse in the middle of countryside France, mm-hmm. and that was taped actually on early December, I think. Mm-hmm. All I know was that it was supremely cold. It was incredibly cold out there, and uh, um, but the whole crew from KXP, um, there was some of the easiest people to work with. Um, really cool. they really put us a ease, I think like that shines through the, um, through the, 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 video. Um, but it was just, um, so easy to, to record, uh, uh to record that, um, mm-hmm. uh, that tape. It was just, uh, it was just a pleasure
0: yeah cool. I was watching the videos yesterday too it was was really cool. It seemed pretty like a, you were having fun playing there
1: that's great yeah glad you enjoyed
0: it yeah, sure uh, i'm gonna I'm gonna post the links to for the people who are going to listen to the podcast um, yeah, yeah. yeah let's move on to the techie part of the show. Uh, I like to talk, I am a musician myself, so I like to talk about, you know, production and gear and pedal boards and instruments, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you're the drummer, so maybe can you tell us something a little bit about your, your drum kit?
2: Yeah, um,
1: I do, I do a few things that I use, um, my my main kit for for Swedish death handy is uh, is a tama is an old tama uh, it's the same kit that actually is on the KXP uh, session is uh, hmm. is an old 80s tama that um i bought because i knew it was a good drum kit and i bought it for cheap because it was pink yeah. and that kind of also became uh, kind of a signature uh, for for myself yeah um so the pink drum kit get Gets recognized everywhere.
0: Yeah, big bass nice drum. Kid.
1: I mean, like, always been a fan of uh, of Dave Grohl and uh, all those grunge drummers from early '90s, yeah, and yeah. most of them were using Tama kit So yeah. I think, like, I was kind of uh, destined to get one of those.
0: Cool. I think one of the one of the important things is also like a big bass drum when you play that kind of music, right?
1: I think it helps from a visual perspective <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it, it's all down to the sound that you want really um, these days I'm using actually very small bass drums because yeah. uh, they record is easier to record um, but sometimes I put out my 24 inch just because I need a big boomy sound Um it's all down to what you really need for the production that you're doing for the song that you're doing uh, actually some of the songs one of the one of the heaviest songs from uh, from our first albums with Death that candy has uh, been recorded on a jazz kit Oh really cool, mm-hmm. cool. Uh Liquorice part two and three was recorded on a jazz drum set which for some reason, it was sounding really, really big through the mics and the desk. Um, we've been recording all our stuff. Um, I need to do uh, to 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 do give a shout out to our producer and engineer, Tobin Jones, because cool. um, everything that we've recorded um, comes from the Park Studio. We recorded it in the Park Studios, yeah. uh, which is a studio in Wembley that he. Uh, he's the manager and runs himself. Um and he's got some wicked gear in there, like we're talking like SSL desks, so like the go to stuff that you, you dream to go in a studio and find. He's got it and uh and sometimes uh sometimes it gives like a great sound from the weirdest things and we love to do weird things with uh, when we record.
0: Yeah, nice. That sounds pretty cool. Um and uh how is like the creative process of writing and recording your songs are do you have like any rituals or uh, how do you write and record your songs
1: I think like well most of the times uh Louis comes up with the riff yeah
0: um
1: or yeah I would say like 70 80% of times Louis comes up with the riff or some sort of uh um, main line, and then we fill in the gaps. We all uh, put uh, our parts, and I think like the only the only things that is consistent with uh, with our writing is that we try whenever whenever we, we write something, we try to keep our ego as low as possible. So we all kind of interfere with each other's part. We all inspire each other uh to play in some way and uh and we're all involved in the final product
0: yeah that sounds pretty cool well um since this is a multilingual podcast uh marco do you yeah. do you have like a favorite uh idiom or a slang word a phrase that you always like to say that you can teach our audience here in south america that are learning English, maybe. Uh, London slang. Wow,
1: London slang. I think like the the most used London London word that uh, I've been I've been using constantly is just mate. mate? Uh, everyone oh. is a mate or is a bro. Yeah, as um, a bro. So whenever whenever you are in a conversation it's like made and bro just,
0: uh, it's always just good.
1: come through all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's all good.
0: Awesome, Marco. It was fun. I, I want to thank you for, for your time, for being part of this uh, independent podcast from South America. Thank you so much uh, for your music and everything. It was, it was fun. Did you have fun, Marco?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for having us.
0: Um, and it's been
1: a pleasure having, having a chat with you. Absolutely. I hope the listener will enjoy our music as much as
2: you did. Yeah,
0: they will. Uh, is there anything uh, you want the world to know about Swedish death, death candy? What do you want to know? What do you want the world to know about about Swedish death candy? Did I did I miss something?
1: Um, I think yeah. we covered pretty much everything. Uh, there will be some music coming uh, coming through in the next month. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Future projects.
1: Yeah. We have uh we have a few um, few cards in our sleeve that we still have to we still have to show to the world. Yeah. So um, stay stay in touch. Follow us uh, on social. We obviously have uh, have social pages and yeah. most platforms. Instagram and uh, and Facebook are the the platform they use the most. Uh, Bandcamp is a great platform for music in general of course um, people can
0: buy your so, music there
1: yeah. keep an eye out
0: yeah, of course, uh, looking forward to it so Marco, I um, have a great day over there now take care and uh Thanks bye
1: very much, Matt and you do too yeah,
0: and we are going to so let's call it a day, but before that we can uh, end the show with one of your songs. Do you have like a favorite song from your from your album
1: um i think like one of the songs that uh you like the most playing live is modern child um is uh is one of the most involved tracks that we play live and uh but it's both short and melodic but very rhythmic Uh, it's got a bit of a more dancey feel to it um so yeah I'd say Modern Child is uh, one of my favorite songs at the minute.
0: Okay, let's listen to that then. Thank you, Marco. Goodbye.
1: Wonderful. Thank you very much, Evan. Bye. All the best.
0: Bye.